0: Welcome to The Whistleway Podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with EXP Realty in San Diego. And I am Brian
1: Kochi, Media and Marketing Director with Whistle Realty Group here in San Diego.
0: The goal of our show is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics that you need to go out there and crush it in your business, whether that be real estate, mortgage, or really any business out there. The way that we like to do that is to answer the questions that you have for us. The best way to ask us questions is to go to thewhistleway.com. You can ask us questions on there. You can join our Facebook group where we answer a ton of questions and there's a lot of engagement. And we share a lot of the cool little things that we're working on in our business. Um, You can also subscribe to the podcast, the YouTube channel, um, and find out about upcoming events that we have going on like our Media Mayor Mastermind event, which is a 16-hour course. All about crushing it with video essentially taking everything brian and i have learned over the last five and a half years of creating thousands of videos together condensing it into 16 hours we're doing online versions also in person versions so if you want to find out about the upcoming ones, sign up there and then also we're in california and a lot of people are leaving california which means we've got a lot of referrals to send out if you would like to be able to receive some of those referrals go to thewhistleway.com and you can sign up for that there too.
1: I literally just sent one, uh, someone hit me up. They said, Hey, I need some, an agent in Anchorage, Alaska. And I checked my sheet. We had someone connected them and, uh, bada bing, bada boom. There you go. There it is.
0: All right, Brian, what is our question today?
1: So one thing that I think we do really well with, and I think is kind of, um, kind of, oh, people don't really know how to approach it is I think we make really good partnerships with, um, Things like lenders that, they're not in-house lenders, but there are preferred partners, escrow companies, home warranty companies, and with that partnership, there's some rules about what they can pay for in terms of advertising. So we're able to sometimes advertise twice as much with only paying half the bill. I wanted to kind of bring that up. I know some people want to do more advertising, but maybe can't afford it. Um, I want to figure out how... Does a new agent or someone that hasn't made those partnerships, how do you approach someone? How do you find someone? How? What are some of the rules? And I think it varies by state or by whatever. Um, but how does someone go about that?
0: Yeah, I'd say first and foremost, before we dive in, I'm not an attorney. I'm not your broker. Uh, so if you have any questions on this stuff, talk to your broker first. And if needed, talk to a RESPA attorney uh, rest of something that you should be familiar with. You can't, uh, real estate spa. No, I, I don't even remember exactly <laughs> what it stands for. It, it deals with like settlement and, and that's what the S stands for. I know that. Um, <laughs> so make sure you talk to your broker and, and, or an attorney before you do anything. Um, the last thing you want to do is make an agreement with somebody. Well, if I send you five deals, will you give me a thousand dollars every time I send you a deal? Like that's not going to fly. That's, that's a Respa violation. So Uh, Be, you know, be cautious with this stuff. I'm not the uh, end all be all with this. So uh, make sure to talk to your broker, talk to a respite attorney um, to confirm any of this stuff. But here's the thing in this business, every single time a transaction occurs, there are dozens of people who are involved in that transaction. And those dozens of people are Making dozens of dollars. <laughs> hopefully <laughs> more pretty, than dozens. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. It depends. I mean, hey, some of these guys don't make a whole lot. So the thing is that there's a lot of people that are involved in a transaction. Um, and there's a lot of people out there that would like to help you do more transactions. And if there are people out there that are willing to help you do more transactions, then it would only be natural that you would help them be involved in those transactions. Okay. Um, so think about, you know, every time you do a deal, think about all the different people That are involved think about there's a lender who's involved there's a home warranty company if you're here in california and some other states there's a natural hazard disclosure that gets done there's escrow companies there's title companies i mean there's home inspectors there's plumbers there's electricians i mean there's so many people or those no-go no-go on appraisals okay um so there's dozens and dozens of people that are involved in every transaction and a lot of times As an agent, you know, you're going to give your clients recommendations of companies you've worked with in the past that you've had good experiences with. Um, And a lot of times your company or your clients will take your recommendations because it's like, hey, this is my my go to escrow company. Um, Barb over there is amazing. She does a fantastic job for our clients. And a lot of times your company or your, your client will trust that company's recommendation. Um, so in exchange, these companies are a lot of times willing to help you, uh, market yourself so that you can go out there and get more business so that you can give recommendations. Um, again, you'd never want to do anything. That's like, if I give you this many deals, will you give me this much money? Um, that's where you start getting into trouble. Um, but where you don't get into trouble is if you have, you know, people, um, that are in these roles that are willing to do co-marketing with you. So one of the most common ones, we'll start with the the most common out there, which is your lender. Lenders make probably the second most money in any transaction next to you as the agent. Uh, lenders, you know, depending on the loan type and area, they're making anywhere from like half a point to three or four points on every transaction. So lenders can make a lot of money um, when they get to do more transactions. So they're very willing to help and they can co-market with you on Zillow. For example, Zillow has made this very, very easy to where you can have a lender partner and you and that lender partner can each contribute to an advertising spend on Zillow. And as leads come in, those leads can go to both you and to the lender.
1: Now, does that have to be a 50-50 split?
0: No, it could be more, it could be less. Um, And you know, you let Zillow I love that Zillow gets involved in the middle of that because now you have an intermediary and if they screw it up, they're basically screwing it up for every agent and lender across the country because virtually everybody's advertising with them. So, um, you know, depending on your relationship with the lender, we like to have two lenders just because of the size of our team. What I've learned over the years is that uh, it's always good to have two options for people because some people are going to like, you know, chocolate ice cream and some people are going to like vanilla ice cream. I like them both. So we got to make sure that we have options for both people. Um, so I might like Sherbert, Brian. I don't know.
1: I like Sherbert. Like if it's like a really hot day. Yeah. Maybe sitting around by a pool. Okay. Rainbow Sherbert. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> That's Brian's Sunday fun day, uh, specialty. So, uh, we have two different lenders involved. Um, again, cause I like to have options for my agents and again, some lend, some click better with lender A, some click better better with lender B. So uh, that would be one example. Um, Other examples is you could have people co-market with you on mailers that you send out. So let's say you're sending postcards out. Now there's some rules on this. My understanding, again, I'm not the expert, is that the amount somebody contributes has to be uh, in line with the amount of advertisement they have on a piece. So you can't have something that is all about your brand new listing, And on the back, it's all about you. And then like the bottom little teeny tiny corner, it mentions like Acme Mortgage. Acme (laughs) Mortgage can't pay for 90% of the piece when they're only 1% of the actual uh, marketing. So it has to be in line or commensurate with it. So if you do a postcard and the front of the postcard is all about you and your new listing and the back is all about them and how they can help finance the purchase of that new listing, you guys could share in that costs 50 50. Um, so that's a, a way that you could do it. So there's a lot of different ways, but those are the, probably the two most common is partnering up with like a Zillow where Zillow can actually have the lender's credit card on file, your credit card on file and handle a lot of it for you. Um, doing it with mailers is common. And then some of the lead generation platforms we work with Boomtown. We've been with them for a long time. They have the ability to help you out with that as well, where you can have a lender make a contribution and you guys can. Um, co-market for internet leads, Facebook leads, pay-per-click leads, stuff like that. And then when those leads come in, it gets assigned to both you and to your lender. Therefore that makes it super easy. Yeah, which yeah. is really easy. And now you're all in one system and you're communicating together, it's a beautiful thing. Um, so there's there's three different ways that you can do this um, that I'm just, and there's a million other ways as well, but those are three that I wanna throw out there to you. And so think about the the importance when you're setting these up is one, you gotta make sure you're partnering with the right people. I don't care how much money somebody's willing to pay you i mean we get lenders all the time work with us we're great we'll give, give you a ton of money like i don't i don't care if you're giving money or how much money you're giving me i want to know that you're going to take care of my clients first right like as you build partnerships and relationships make sure everything is about your client first don't work with somebody just because they're going to give you more money than somebody else um, if they're not providing a good service it's not worth it because referrals Are the most profitable transit and repeat clients are the two most profitable transactions you'll have in real estate Uh, don't screw that up so make sure you're working with good partners that you know that you trust don't just you know have a lender call and say hey i'll I'll kick in five grand a month on zillow to help you generate more business that you've and you've never worked with a lender before and take the money like go on a date or two first before you get you know engaged and get married to somebody so Um, as you go through these things, make sure go on a few dates first, get to know each other, make sure that you're, you know, you're in alignment,
1: meaning work a few transactions together Yeah. now. And depending on if you're pursuing the relationship with the lender or if they're pursuing the relationship with you, that's kind of can help decide where the the lead comes from, right? If you really want to work with lender B because they're fantastic and you you've seen what they've done and you've seen that they can close in short times and, I don't know why they wouldn't want to work with you. I, I
0: mean, don't You could be an uh, asshole. I
1: mean there could be that. I mean, you send them a couple deals that you're you're working and you say, "Hey, work with this guy, you know, whatever." Or vice versa, if the lender's trying to get in good with you, you say, "Cool, I would love to work with you. I will definitely send someone your way. Just to send them my way first. <laughs> send me a buyer or a seller, I will help them out with their purchase, and then we'll make sure we use you on the lending side." And so that way that's a couple Ways to go on a date
0: first. Yeah, and if you're a lender and you're listening to this and you want to get in with that big shot agent in your town, the number one agent or, or somebody just does a lot of business, here's how it works. Don't call them and tell them how great you are. You have to show them how great you are. How are you going to show them how great you are? You're going to show them by doing a transaction together. They're not going to give you a transaction. You got to give them a transaction. If you want to get in with that big shot, next time you have a lead that comes in and gets pre-approved and is ready to go shopping and is not tied to one of your existing agent relationships, maybe you refer that to your big shot agent that you've been trying to get in with. Because the big shot agent understands how this works, right? You take care of me, I take care of you. They're gonna make sure that if you refer this uh, buyer, we'll call her Beth. um, (laughs) So if you refer Beth over to them, they are going to make sure that once they get Beth in escrow that you're gonna do the loan for them. Now, this is your chance. This is your audition. This is your you know, opportunity to show them that all that talk about how great you were was not just talk, now it's time to walk the walk. And now you do a good job with that one. And now you could discuss where the relationship's gonna go from there. You might have to do that two or three times, right? Depending on the team. I mean, there's teams, the, the real trends list just came out. There's teams selling two, 3,000 houses a year. One transaction probably doesn't move the needle for those teams. But you do two, three transactions and you do a great job on those two or three, now you maybe have an opportunity to do two or three more, maybe two or three hundred more if you that really go out there and really rock it. <laughs>
1: so, okay, agents listening to this, they don't have any uh, partners as of yet. Yeah. Do they start with a lender?
0: Lenders, yeah, lender is, is the easiest one um, because, again... There's companies like Boomtown, companies like Zillow, companies like CorFact, They all can actually do split billing. They're they're set up for it. Doesn't take any creativity or special contracts. Like these guys are already set up to split bill. So those are going to be your three main ones to start with as far as the where. And your lenders, the good thing is hopefully you've already done some business with lenders. So think back about all the transactions that you have done. Think about the lenders that you've worked with. And who did, who did you align with, right, in the, in the way that you like to work and the way they like to work, and those two work together very well? That's who you want to talk to.
1: And the way you guys communicate. Some people yeah. only communicate. Not enough. Anyway. Yeah, um, everybody's
0: okay. different. Some people want phone calls all the time. I don't, I don't have no desire to answer your phone calls. I want you texting me. And now with iOS 14. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for iOS 14. I'm very, very excited about it. Cool. It's I haven't seen anything about it.
1: Um, okay, okay. that's
0: going to be my widget of the week whenever it comes out
1: so. so that you have your lender. Yep. Once you have a connect or a relationship with the lender, what are the next couple?
0: Um, I would say, you know, we're in California, so we have escrow and title are two separate things. Um, in some States there's only title. Um, so I would be looking at escrow and title, um, escrow and or title, depending on your state. Those are going to be the other ones. You know, you, you want to kind of look at the, the people who are getting the biggest piece of the pie. Cause again, there's dozens of people that take bites off the pie. But mortgage escrow title tend to take the biggest bite, biggest bites off the pie. So those are where you want to start. And then as you get those relationships in place, then you can start looking at things like home inspectors, home warranty companies, uh, stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. And that's good. Cool. Well, hopefully you guys got some value out of that. The one other thing we like to do on this show, while we keep this nice and short so you can listen to it on your drive to or from the office, uh, the other thing we like to do is share something known as the whistle widget of the week. This is something that Brian or I are using in our business. It either saves us time, makes us more money, or just helps us have more fun. Yeah. What do you got for us today?
1: So our my widget of the week is a way to collect data Um Oh, I think we might have done this one in the last couple of weeks. Uh-oh. Well, I'm going to do it again. Hopefully, I think we just did it. Should I just,
0: how about I do mine, and you can look it up on your phone and see if we did it real quick. Well, I uh, did look,
1: but I don't think he updated the ones he hasn't edited yet. Shoot. Okay, do yours. I'll, I'll, I'll do
0: mine. All right, so I'm a big fan of doing open houses. Uh, open houses has been... A core pillar of our business over the years. And through COVID, it's been a little bit of a downer that we haven't been able to do them. Um, But open houses will be back. I'm 100% confident of it. Um, The good thing is there's going to be a lot of agents that don't think they need to do them anymore. So they're going to rely on more virtual open houses. I'm 100% confident people want open houses again. Um, They want to get back in houses because they need to walk through it. They need to see it, feel it, touch it, smell it, all of that stuff. Um, And one of the things is those open houses need to be an experience for people. It needs to not just be something that you just walk in and there's an agent by themselves. Maybe there's lights on, maybe there's not, there's tons of awkward silence. It's just a weird experience. So something I'm really big on, I love to have music at my open houses. I think it's crucial um, because it sets the tone. As soon as somebody walks in the door, you got some good music on, you're playing music that's appropriate for the uh, location. Cause like, here in San Diego, you go inland a little bit. Country music gets pretty popular. You're over by the coast. Country music's probably not so popular. So, you got some tunes playing, and that just sets the tone for how that open house is going to go. When somebody walks in, there's some music playing. It's just automatically like, oh, this is cool. All right. So, uh, the way that I like to get music through the entire house, because, uh, you know, for me, one speaker tends to not be enough. I'd like to have music not just in one room, but music throughout the entire house. A lot of homes have sound systems in them a lot of homes don't have sound systems in them so i bring these guys right here these little speakers and if you're not watching this if you're just listening to it you can always watch the show on youtube um go to the whistleway.com and you could subscribe to the youtube channel on there um but i'm holding up a couple speakers here these things are a little bit bigger they're they're about the size of like a a white claw truly? is what i'm going to go with okay (laughs) these things are they're not like a bud light can they're more like a truly can Um, But these speakers, they're from Ultimate Ears. These are the uh, UE Boom 2 speakers. Um, They might have a Boom 3 now. I'm not sure. But what I love about these speakers is that I have three of them, um, and I can have them all connected to my phone simultaneously. So the way that I like to use these is if it's a two-story home, I put one downstairs, I put one upstairs, and I put one outside so that I can have music throughout the entire house. If it's a single-story house, I'll put one in the common area. I'll put one in the master suite and I'll put one outside. Um, but I love to have music throughout the entire home. It really sets the tone for the experience that somebody's going to have when they walk through one of my open houses, and it's going to make sure that my open house is one that they remember, as opposed to the one where they walked in, and there was just an agent sitting in the corner playing on their laptop the entire time. So <laughs> UE Boom is, uh, and there's a few different speakers that UE or Ultimate Ears sells that can have the party mode Um, so just make sure that you. I think pretty much the boom and up can do it. Cool. What do you got Brian?
1: So this is something I don't think we've done yet Um, that helps me stay up to date with my notifications and phone calls. I have my phone on silent 100% of the time. Um, I, I hate the sound of the phone ringing so I have it on silent always but my widget is my Apple Watch. Have we done the Apple Watch yet? Yes, so I love my Apple Watch. I was very hesitant to get one for the longest time. I thought it was gonna make me more and more attached to my phone, Um, but it actually has done the opposite. I can see, because again, my phone's on silent all the time, I would check it 30 times a minute. Do I get a new text, do I get a new text? Now I can see, no new text, or I can see if I get a text in, read it real quick, and want to come back to it later. That way I can still kind of leave it as unread, so when I have time, I can actually respond. So I love my Apple Watch.
0: Beautiful. All right, guys. Hopefully you got a lot of value out of the show today. If you have questions you want to ask on a future episode of the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com. While you're on there, you can join our Facebook group and engage with us there. Subscribe to the podcast, the YouTube channel, find out about upcoming events, join our referral network, all of that fun stuff on there. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Whistle Way. We'll see you next week.
1: See you guys.